happy anniversary to us, right? Hell yeah. Happy anniversary to us. Happy anniversary to us. I'm not going to sing, so I don't know what you're expecting. Happy anniversary, dear, this podcast. Happy anniversary to us. And many more on Channel 4. Now let's start the episode. Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning to listen to that. Why don't you come over and talk about it? about it hi everybody welcome to <laughs> the cold opens are always so bad like, they really are <laughs> we got nothing that was nothing that was <laughs> welcome to i've been mean to listen to that the podcast where we go through albums we've been mean to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests <gasps> I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. I'm Ezra Blue Ward. I will yeah. finally introduce myself after yeah, a year yeah. of doing this. Oh man, the character arc. Uh, hi guys. <laughs> um, this is a this is our anniversary episode. Uh, we've been doing this show. The show's been out for a year, but we've been doing this show for about a year and like a half, essentially at this point, which is crazy. Like, which is kind of nuts when you think about. It. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird to me that the um, first episode that we released was like 11 months after the first episode that we recorded. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that it's good because we can um, kind of be prepared if something goes wrong. We can be a little bit ahead of things. But I think sometimes it can be like daunting because like I'll be talking about like something that's going on at that particular time and then either it won't be relevant later or it'll just make no sense by the way we're we're recording this episode in like 2012 so like oh man sigh is so huge right now yeah and, and the world's uh, gonna oh, fucking end in december oh like. no the mayan calendar <laughs> uh john cusack and his friends like that was all prophetic it all happened uh I'm so going to make a guess as to what's going on in 2020. Um, actually, I don't really have anything. I don't make jokes. You do. Why do you think I'm good at jokes, too? <laughs> by the way? I got nothing. I, I don't know. You're better than I am. You wanted this to yeah. be a comedy podcast originally. I don't know. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. I'm Andrew. That's Ezra. Eh. So um, I don't know. Let's just do. Let's just like take the pressure off. I don't want to like. I don't want to do a whole thing, really. I just want to like do 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 an episode kind of. I don't really want to like do a whole retrospective. Like, I feel like that was like a lot of pressure. Um, so, um, yeah, let's just get into. Um, so we're going to like take a we're going to like go back in the time machine a little bit and uh, cover Beyonce's first record and uh, the Beatles first record, just like the uh we did the beatles and beyonce for our first uh set of episodes so that's fun yeah. so it's been about a year or like two years like how have your thoughts on beyonce like evolved or like changed if at all since then well 
Yeah, if you remember um, my rating of Lemonade, first episode out the gate, I just decided to jump to 10. Um, <laughs> and I still stand by that rating. Like, I think that that's a very solid album. I have a lot of respect for Beyonce and the stuff that she does. Going into this episode, uh, I wasn't sure what to expect because, like, uh, generally an artist's first album is not, like, representative of their best work. Yeah. Um, but, like, she had been putting out music prior to this uh, with Destiny's Child as well. And so, like, I wasn't sure how that would play into things. And then just generally the landscape of 2003 is very different than it is now. Um yeah, and the year 2012. Yeah. Where Psy is king. Yeah, it's been almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. I still really love Beyonce and everything, um, but I wasn't as excited to jump that far back as I am mm -hmm. about, like, what she um, will be putting out in the future. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's it was my idea to do the first record, uh -huh. though, so it's not like... I have anything against that. It's just um, really love where like the point that she's kind of gotten to in her life and kind of like what she represents to so many people at this point. Yeah, like I I kind of like feel like Lemonade was her artistic peak and anything after that is just kind of like a victory lap. Anything after that is just kind of like. Hey, I'm still things are doing well. I'm still in, I'm still married to Jay-Z. Things are good. Um, and um, I, I'm like, See, I, I don't know about that. I don't really believe in like artistic peaks necessarily. Like, I think it can be true for some artists, but I think artists like Beyonce, who already before, like prior to Lemonade, like she was putting out um, like really uh notable like hard-hitting stuff like she was already an icon prior to that and yeah. so like i think in the future uh she can take it in an entirely different direction that we don't expect and uh i don't know i i just don't like that idea that like after somebody becomes happy and kind of reaches a point in their life where like they're married have children like have uh hit all these milestones that everybody um, and like that people in society put on this pedestal. Like, I don't really believe that after people hit those milestones that like that's all there is for them. And like, that's all there is to see. And they have nothing else to offer, like nothing else interesting to offer after that. Like, I think she's um, going to surprise you about that yeah I, i'm like i'm definitely down i i am like um i guess i'm not like actively like expecting that as much like i've listened to her last couple records and like i'm like oh these are these are these are really well-crafted songs but like um with like the peak of lemonade like this this is their her most personal like introspective record she's ever done and now they should like I don't know what direction she can go after that. I'm like, and like, obviously, yeah, of course, like you can be happy and make great music and like make great art. But like, I guess it's more like, I don't know what to expect uh, from her anymore, which is like, which is why I'm quote unquote less excited. So like the other thing like that's kind of changed with like Beyonce and like the last, like the last time we recorded an episode about her was like, 
you know, so she was in The Lion King. Um, that's cool. Um, she she was not very good in it. <laughs> like she was, she didn't do a good job as the vo- as the voice of Nala. Yeah, generally, I um, don't think that that movie well, like I didn't watch it, but I don't think that it was really highly regarded overall. So I don't know if yeah. that was necessarily her fault or the writing. Yeah, but like it's so, like it sounded like she just like kind of like. John Favreau, the director, was like, here, you could do it in your garage. I don't uh, like just like, please, please come on. Our, please do our dumb Beyonce garbage movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, it's just like she's like kind of like transcended into like kind of like, especially since like her relationship with Jay-Z is. At least the optics of it, they seem to be fine. You know, they seem to be doing well and thriving and stuff. They've kind of ascended into royalty status of like they're so rich and they're so like um, they're so like successful and like beyond anything any artist has like reached for the most parts. And like the public perception of them is like good, too. There's like the sense of like her that those two becoming a little more corporate, those two becoming a little more. I think they're trying to like cause change within the system of like being hyper capitalist and whatever. But like, I think like the people, some people are like not happy with that. Some people are like very like, oh, these guys sold out and all that stuff. And I don't really know what to make of it, but like, that's just something to maybe note. Yeah, I don't know. I think there is a responsible way to be in all of that. But I also like kind of blame artists very minimally for that stuff because there is a way to um, make art and stuff like that. And a lot of times it uh, is like it kind of butts heads with like the way to make money and still stay relevant in the industry. And like, I think that there's very little that an artist can do to fight the more corporate side of things if they want to still have a career. Yeah, like... I think like um, Donald Glover made this point in an interview where he said something along the lines of like capitalism is like pretty awful for like poor, like pretty horror, horrid and awful for black people, for poor people, all that stuff. Like one or, but like people who know how to wield it, it's like that. It's like one of the most empowering things. Um, but the problem is, when once you like go too far and like once you like become so ensconced in that system, then like you might become like so far gone. And like that's what I'm like. I think that's what I'm trying to articulate um, a little bit with Beyonce and Jay Z is like they've like they're now they're like you know they're trying to like work with the NFL with the Super Bowl shows and stuff like that. They're trying to like even though like that's like. People are like saying like that's an evil corporation. Do not associate with them. They're like awful, like bad people. But then also like, you know, this year there's like the J-Lo Shakira show and like the halftime show. And that was kind of cool. And like, you know, I don't know. I don't well, know that's the answers. what I'm saying is like it's really hard to break out of those things. Like, uh, I mean, if if it wasn't about NFL, it would be about um, like Coachella or something like that and the damage yeah, that it does yeah. to the planet. And um Oh, that's right. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah. yeah. And so like I think that there's always something that you can find to criticize about an artist, but I like I don't think that 
it's the artists themselves who should be blamed necessarily unless they are like diehards for this shit and like they're all about capitalism and stuff and especially um when it comes to like marginalized uh artists like uh they should make money and be successful in the ways that they can and like still like i think that that's kind of how they are going to be able to have um like or i think that the mindset largely is that like that's what they need to do to be um influential still and i I don't have the answers. I don't really know 100% how an artist should break away from that. But I think that it's definitely these institutions that should be criticized themselves a little bit more instead of focusing on individuals who just play with what we have, like what we have. It's just like people who criticize um, like and I I'm not saying that Beyonce uh, has done nothing wrong because I think that like she could say more to oppose these things, like because she has a huge platform and like that um like i think that anybody with that kind of following do does have like some sort of responsibility to that but like um i don't know it just kind of reminds me of people who blame like their fellow like citizens and individuals for um like engaging with capitalism and with these uh shitty systems that are in place when like that's reductive. Yeah. You should be like blaming these large corporations that are um, like causing this system to be in place and that have these like harmful practices that they engage in. Like you should be criticizing the government for being the way that it is and for allowing this shit to happen. Like these artists are ultimately at the end of the day artists. They are not um like elected officials they're not leaders that's true that's like something yeah that like like you don't go to like someone who like drew a painting and go like you're gonna represent america now like that's like kind of like ridiculous like that is like at the end of the day like um as important culturally as beyonce is she's just like not just an artist like but she's like she her primary function is yeah. an artist um and that's like that's i what, think if she yeah. wants to have a voice in these things Which then is, like that's fantastic like i recently um became a little bit more familiar with like the stuff that coldplay is doing now because i um like kind of stopped following them after a while because they made shitty music but uh <laughs> they've kind of they've turned a corner like not only in their music like it's a lot better but um they like aside from the sound like they're using the platform that they have and like in this music to talk about like political issues and to talk about um specifically like kind of like what's going on in other countries and like um how we shouldn't just kind of sit by and let this stuff happen. And like, I think that's, and they like, they implement that in a way that like makes sense for them. And like where they're still making like music that sounds good and stuff. And like, they're still um, implementing like things that are important to them, like religion and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I think that that's really cool. And that's a way that like, 
a big artist can do it. And like, if that's something that's on an artist's heart, then like, I think that they definitely should speak about those things. And like, people shouldn't be like, oh, well, you're like an artist, like just stick to like stay in your lane and stuff like that. Like, I think that that yeah. mindset is bullshit. It's, it's a very tricky. But line if an artist tell, wants tell. to just quote unquote, stay in their lane and if they just want to make art and like not act as like a leader to the masses, like I don't think that they have to do that either. Like it's yeah, it is a tricky line to toe and um, there's like no right or wrong answer. It's just whatever answer works the best for that individual artist. And um, although if whatever works the best for them means that they are like advocating for harmful things and like um, being outspoken, but in a way that ultimately like hurts us, then I think that absolutely that should be criticized. So let's get into let's. Yeah, like we I think we kind of went to we kind of like already did preconceived notions, yeah. really. Like it's my my preconceived notions are kind of similar to yours of just like. Um, I knew she left, this is like kind of like her, you know, s beginning to like slowly drift away from Destiny's Child, which I don't really know a lot about. Yeah, neither do um, I. But yeah, but like, so she's not necessarily a new artist or like a, t a small, t she's already like out of the gate, like a, a star, like all, already, already out of the gate, like kind of a star. But yeah, like you, I was kind of expecting... You know, she was younger. She was like, um, you know, beginning to date Jay-Z around this time. It was a little like more of an open secret, like they weren't confirming or denying anything, but they were like, you know, they seem to have like hang out a lot. They seem to have like some chemistry. Um, yeah, I thought it was just going to be like more fun R&B songs, kind of like Brandy was doing a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you what do you feel are some like themes of this record? Um, so I don't think that there's a lot that's like really unified on it. Like, I guess a big theme is like, um, like is her relationship with Jay-Z and kind of like that forming like the early days of it like there are a lot of songs where it's um like she's clearly like alluding to him um like either because it has details that like directly um either that or like if it's uh just her kind of saying more general things and people assuming that it's probably about him because of the rumors at the time um and I think it's since been confirmed that she started dating him like a few years before this. So it's uh, wow. Like, I think a lot of it is probably about that relationship and kind of like the early times of it. Like, it's mostly kind of really positive and uh, like the early stages of love type of stuff. The The title Dangerously in Love is kind of like the a hint of like the thesis of the record of just like she's found She's in now in this relationship with Jay-Z. She's now, you know, the love is blossoming into something more than just like, you know, flirting, just like, you know, like like a crush or just like, you know, like casual dating or whatever this like that. She's like actually starting to like fall for him and she's recognizing how risky that is. She's recognized. She's like 
obviously reaping the benefits and obviously like, you know, having enjoying yourself and like loving it and like having a great time. Um, but also like dangerously in love. She's kind of like, uh oh, you know, like and also like her history with like other guys, like kind of like oh, the history guys like alluded to in yes, alluded to in me, myself and I like just like a, people who like kind of let her down and like stuff like that. But now she's like in this new thing that like, oh, this could be big. Oh, this could be this could be it. Basically. Well, yeah, she talks about like eventually having a child with this person and stuff like that, too. And so like it's clearly something that like she's kind of transitioning from like, uh, oh, we'll see the, where this goes to like this is a serious thing. And like there's real quote unquote danger. Yeah. Of like having a like having something serious, like a life with this person, like less of like this is my boyfriend and more of like this is my like life partner. That's like the, the that's the thing, like in retrospect that I really like, like listening to this after Lemonade that I really like is the idea that she's not wrong, you know, to quote Ellen McGee, she's not wrong to yeah. like be concerned about like how dangerous falling in love with this guy is falling in love with Jay-Z is because he does cheat on her. Like he does. He ends up like breaking her heart in the way she thought she imagined he could. Yeah, it is really interesting, like hearing this after like after already having like heard lemonade and like knowing like more intimately, like what's going on in her life yeah. now and stuff like it's uh, kind of cool looking back and seeing like, it's almost like foreshadowing, but it's not like she knew that this stuff. Yeah, would happen. Like, I think like, that's like, I think she's like trying to prepare herself. Like she's like doing what she can to like synthesize the lessons she learned from previous relationships and like, you know, previous heartbreaks and whatnot. Um, but then also she has no idea. And like the, the interesting thing of like how young and like, you know, full of life she sounds in this record and like how broken and like how much she has to like rebuild herself in Lemonade. It's like a I think like that that arc is like I and like um that arc is like really cool and that like artistic arc is like really whoa like that, that this is like an artist that will like because i think Dante does um kind of bring up something kevin t porter said like you know have the rep sometimes have the reputation of a craftsman you know someone who like crafts great r&b music and crafts great hooks and songs that are undeniable but also she does she does that but then she has a great um I don't think she meant to do this, you know, like because no one could really. But like the uh, but like. That makes um, it more interesting than just like, oh, these are great R&B songs. These are great, like blah, blah, blah. You know, I think um, that like uh, something that you touched on that I think is interesting is like this idea that she um, uh, preparing herself for the road ahead a little bit. Like, um, oh, well, I'm kind of like really starting to actually love this person instead of it just being like this infatuation thing. And so like uh, kind of like stepping into it cautiously, like um, 
that it's like this dangerous thing. Like there are all of these um, bad things that could happen. And like, I think that she is not only doing that about her relationship in this album, but she's doing that a little bit about her career because she's kind of like um, looking back a little bit like she uh, this is kind of like her saying both goodbye to her like previous stage of her career and also like welcoming like the like stage that she's moving towards and then like um another element that she does that with like in talking about her personal life here is like she um has like the last song on the album daddy where she like is kind of paying a tribute to her father and everything and like talking about um kind of where she's been um as she's moving forward like into like more independence and stuff but yeah i think that like that's kind of interesting how she uh does that with all of these different elements on this so i take it back about like the songs not being unified i think that they all fit together in like a really neat way (laughs) any other things to note um i think uh um yeah she's still like um a little private in a sense uh my favorite <laughs> my favorite like uh, my favorite thing um in the wikipedia article that i thought was like super funny was like um reading on like themes and whatever like um so it reads dangerously dangerously in love contains songs that speak of love and honesty in addition beyonce admits there are songs about love making <laughs> <laughs> almost has a sort of disappointment to it like Beyonce I thought you were better than this and Beyonce's like yeah I'm sorry guys <laughs> just like <laughs> I was like and it's also like it's not something you have to like dig deep into like to like kind of like see <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh like she's she's like so horny on this record she is like horny on Maine like she's like it's like really like oh boy i was going to say some of the songs on this record are very sensual but sure you can say it like that andrew (laughs) okay doctor i don't know like um (laughs) let's uh let's take a break and we're back here talking about what do do, 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 do you want to do that i don't think you have you ever really said the um have you ever and said we're back, the? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're back with talking about uh, "Dangerously uh, in Love" by Beyonce. Yeah, here, do it again, and I'll like uh, say it with you. And we're back here to talk about "Dangerously in Love" by Beyonce. Why wow, you didn't even say it with me, rude? Yeah, that's how um, that's how it feels. All every every week. <laughs> Just like, just like dead eye. Like, I don't want to be here. Just like, <laughs> I don't respect yeah, I like you. Kind of just have, like switched roles a little bit in some elements, like um, not in who has their shit together more, because that's obviously still you um, <laughs> and not in who does more of the work, because, again, that's obviously still you. Uh, but mm. in like um, the who is more like upbeat and stuff. Mm. Yeah. 
Like, I feel like I've taken that role a little bit more than I have previously, and I'm uncomfortable with it. Take it back, please. No, like, that's um, like, I, I, the thing I really actually do enjoy, I guess, like, going back to, uh, you know, uh, things we enjoy about doing the show and, like, you know, doing this for, like, over a year is the fact that, like, our personalities kind of have rubbed off on each other. And, like, um, like, I really, like, it, that's, like, that's, and, like, that's, like, one of the most thrilling things of just like, you know, I'm I'm because of you now, I'm just like earnestly sharing like cat cute cat videos and like pictures online and stuff like that. And like now, like because yeah, of like, there was my... like the one of the pit bull the other day and stuff, too. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> yeah, I think like, there have been a couple. <laughs> yeah, like I, like of like pets and like dogs and stuff like it's like and like it's like a direct directly like because of you like like you you're the one and like also just like you know how like um you know obviously like hosting the show your hosting style is like kind of our hosting styles have like kind of met an equilibrium in a sense and also um how yeah sometimes uh, i ask the guest questions now but yeah, only sometimes yeah. <laughs> And I am less of my shit together. <laughs> um, but also, like, um, you know, you know how, like, you enjoy pop music more earnestly. And, like, that makes me really happy. And, like, that's, like, really, at the end of the day, that's all you could really at. Like, that's really um, all you could ask of, like, people. It's just, like, um, and, like, all you could ever really want out of people is just, like, oh, like, I positively influenced your life in, like, a maybe a small but like meaningful way like that's really cool and like it's like i think doing the show with you is like a constant reminder of that like a constant reminder of like wow like this is like really a uh, wonderful thing so You're let's get person. into i'm a good person yes it's true <laughs> uh oh man i miss that show yeah, i was trying okay, to say uh, that just as menacingly as she says like or actually as you're a good person, person. Like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> not oh, menacingly like, scared <laughs> annoyed like um say it say it or i'll cut your cut your husband like a fish <laughs> oh good so um let's talk about let's get into low lights because I, I imagine there are less of those um uh yeah it was the struggle yeah. to find any i don't think that i disliked a song on this album but i do have a couple yeah. low lights yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess. I, <laughs> it sounded like. Um, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good transition if I had my shit together. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, my first little day was uh, the closer I get to you. Um, the and, like, Luther Vandross, like kind of like do yeah. it. OK. Um, and like the thing is, I do like that song. I just uh, you duet felt like, like that song. Stop. <laughs> Don't look around you. There's nobody there. I'm vamping for applause. Like I'm like doing the I'm I'm mugging to the camera for like like the applause break. Like I do like that song, but I just feel like its placement on the album is a little weak. Like yeah. um it almost feels like she added it because she wanted another ballad. Like that's what I thought because uh there was only one ballad on the album prior to this, but then um after this, there are like two or three other ones. So who even fucking knows? But uh, <laughs> it just kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. Like the yeah. um, added vocals don't really fit uh, from. Um, I'm scrolling down to see his name. Uh, Luther Vandross. Luther Vandross. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, like it's and also then, the song's a cover too. Like it's not an, ori- an original song. Yeah. Exactly. And then like musically, because it's a cover, probably like there's kind of a more uh, dated element where like the other um, tracks kind of feel more representative of 2003. Yeah. I say nine years later in 2012, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but I just don't think it was necessary. I, I yeah, they obviously they, they sound great together. I think that it's like yeah. a really beautiful and like the lyrics cute and all that stuff. Um, but um, yeah, it's like nothing really to write home. I don't really, I don't really, like those are all the notes I have. I don't really have anything else to say about it. Um, <laughs> nothing really to write home about. Like you write home about like, oh, like nine years later in 2012, I'm listening to this new Beyonce album. It's so good. <laughs> but like, I don't really like the closer I get to you. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote my write letter to my mom, just like about like. <laughs> you write her a letter form of this podcast talking about albums mm-hmm. that you liked. That's right. Um, so um, another low light, I'd say, like is signs like for me, at least. Like, oh, that was a highlight for me. <laughs> oh, I don't. I It's just I, I think it's good. I think the song's good. I just don't connect with or resonate with like astrology at all like that's really all it is like it's not not a fault song like i mean what i liked about it is like um it's not because of the astrology like i'm not personally super into it um i think it's interesting and i'm not going to be a dick to other people like who do believe in it and follow it closely but uh i just personally um don't really like i'm not super into it but uh like with that being said, I really like how kind of effortlessly she works all of it into the song, um, like especially in the chorus, like she's literally just listing all of the signs and uh, it sounds like really catchy and like effortlessly cool. I did like that. Yeah. But it felt like at the same time, it did feel like, you know, she's like pandering. like I got to get them all in there. Like I got to like shove it all in the chorus um, just a little bit. Um I did, I did yeah. love that. I don't like Rewind. how she said that I'm two-faced. That was, that was amazing. Um, I love yeah, that. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just count her as another um, big, like, pop, hip-hop, R&B artist who uh, thinks that I'm two-faced and doesn't like Geminis. Looking at you, Lizzo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I also, uh, like... Something that, like, at this point in the album, like, I was kind of thinking about is, like, uh, how unafraid she is to talk about, like, her and Jay-Z's relationship um, and, like, speak honestly. Um, Because, like, this song um, kind of alludes to being about him because they were dating at the time and because uh, he's a Sagittarius, I guess. I found this out from Genius. But, uh, yeah... Um, she's kind of so like if this is about him, she's kind of like speaking honestly about his flaws and like even referring to her love for him in the past tense. And so like it just feels like it's encapsulating like specifically a moment where she wasn't really sure about things and stuff and like Mm. uh, talking about that stuff um, so openly. And then, of course, like in the way that she does in Lemonade, like I think uh, takes a lot of guts and that's cool. Yeah. Um, big so that's boys. Like long, 
actually. Oh, oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Big Boy's second verse in uh, what's it called? Rock, hip-hop like hip hop star. Yeah, hip hop star is I didn't like very much. I liked his first verse a lot, like just like how he like kicks open the song, like in like this unconventional rhyme scheme and all that stuff. But like then just like, you know, him talking about a, a woman, a woman's sugar walls. Um, I didn't care for <laughs> the girls all pause, got them dripping down they sugar walls. Like, I didn't like that very much. Ooh, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you like it? Uh, no. To like to <laughs> me, I like I didn't like that. But I, in general, didn't pay a ton of attention to the song. Like I thought that kind of the guitar backing was cool and like the understated vocals. But I um, didn't really like I could take it or leave it really like it wasn't my favorite song on the album but I also didn't really put it in the lowlights because I didn't care enough about it <laughs> yeah I, I I like um uh and the other line that just like um you know um he talks about um you know you gotta make sure the lady you're doinking is not not a not a not a silly silly goose up in there um the only other person who uses doinking (laughs) (laughs) Um, he literally um, says you gotta make sure the person you're doinking is not a silly goose like look it up it's in the song (laughs) but like it's like um like she basically like um uh let me actually look it up um First check her brain to see if she's sane, deranged or sane or crazy as hell. You can never really tell these days. Everyone's got a little Rick Rick James in their veins, man. Yikes. Yeah, I don't like that very much. And also, like, there's like a little ad lib where it goes like, cuckoo, just like after like one of that one of those punchlines. Yeah, it's not good. I don't like that very much. Um, I, I. yeah. yeah, like it's one thing for her to say, like, I'm crazy, like this love is making me crazy. Um, mm-hmm. It's another thing for somebody to say about a woman like, oh, yeah, she's a little crazy, a little deranged, cuckoo, whatever. Um, I also had uh, like gift from Virgo listed as a low light personally. Oh, yeah, I didn't care about that one. either. Yeah, yeah. like. I do like some qualities about it, and I wouldn't like again, I wouldn't really say that I particularly dislike any song on this album. I just um, think that it can be like a bit much sometimes, uh, like with kind of almost talk singing and the vocals standing out so much from the music. Um, Yeah, I just don't really like it. Honestly, I prepared for the Beatles album first, and it reminded me a little bit of that <laughs> with how like um, they the like layers of the song aren't really unified as much. So, spoiler for the next episode, heyo. Yeah, those are really all the lowlights, though. Like, um, oh, oh, I guess like not really that much of a lowlight because I think the song is great in of itself, but like the. <laughs> The weird sexual undertones of daddy are like a little like Yeah. Like she does she want to join her dad? Like I also think in this day and age, like uh calling your dad daddy is um strange. (laughs) Be like my father. (laughs) (laughs) But like um I don't want to be or too like, dad. Yeah. 
be like my dad. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't want to be like, you know, intentionally like crass or anything or, or like, you know, um, it, uh, uh, willfully obtuse, or whatever, like be like an edgy comedian or whatever. But like, I think it's just I think it's I, I think my discomfort more is just like because like I don't think it's I don't think anything she's saying is wrong at all. Like it's 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 okay if your dad's a good person and if you love your dad, then it's fine to like want your husband or child to have their good qualities, you know, whatever. Um, I think it's just like weird hearing it so nakedly like that. Like it's very vulnerable and like it's it's, so what? So nakedly, you know. Uh, Yeah. So like out there like i want my i want my husband to be like my daddy you know it's like it looks a little weird to like hear out loud well um, and then also i don't know that if that worked out well for her because of the song daddy lessons yeah. on uh lemonade like mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like that's necessarily a good thing 100 percent. and like also i regardless of how great your parents are and stuff i don't think that it's a good thing for your partner to be entirely like them. Like you can want them to like have similar qualities that you like and stuff. But like, I don't think that um, like, like, I think if for no other reason, that's not a good idea because you can put those uh, qualities up on like, this platform like this is somebody who uh you grew up with like uh telling you what to do and like being an authority figure and that's not a good um like position for your partner to be in (laughs) like that can put you in a really um vulnerable place where uh you are susceptible to them like having some uh like red flag qualities like being really controlling or something like that there's like a weird it like kind of creates this imbalance there's like a weird ickiness too of like beyonce's dad matthew knowles was her and destiny child's manager you know so so like there's like a look yeah i i do believe she's being earnest i i I like i do believe like she's like genuine the the story about the tattoos is like really sweet like really adorable like you know um you know, I was so scared that like, you know, of like I got my first tattoo and then like my dad got a tattoo as well. That's really cute. That's really sweet um, to like make me feel better. Like that's really adorable and like lovely. And um, yeah, but it does seem like she was maybe um, protecting him a little in it. Like uh, she wasn't um, like talking about some of the negative qualities that like clearly she's experienced from him because of like that's what's highlighted more in daddy lessons but like that's not um something that uh she really talks about at all here she kind of like paints this pretty happy picture and i think it works well for the album like i think that it's a good closer to it the melody is beautiful too i really like it yeah 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 um and like i like a lot of qualities about the song but just 
generally it feels like there's something off to it. Yeah. <laughs> just like the, do you remember? <laughs> like, just like all that stuff. Like, <laughs> just like all that. <laughs> so strange. <laughs> just like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's get into some highlights. Um, I, um, yeah, I really like hip hop star. Like I kind of already kind of went through why I like it. Um, oh, 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 um, what's it called? That's how you like it. I so good. That's how you like it. Uh, yeah, I had that one as like an honorable mention. Like, I think so it's so good. cute and happy. Yeah, it like captures this kind of emotion of like these early stages in her relationship, like this pureness and like, mm-hmm. like love kind of forming. Yeah. Like, it's like the flip side of the dangerously in love coin. Yeah, it's like all these scary things could happen, but also like there's this side of things where like I really like him and like I love all these like different qualities about him. Yeah. And, and like the I, I love the reciprocity really in the chorus. I like that's how I yeah. like it. That's how you like it. Like kind of just like it's not it's not like that's how you like it, huh? Like you dirty little girly. It's it's not that. Like <laughs> which is <laughs> Yeah, not at all. Yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> like I think any other song titled "That's How You Like It" would be kind of like kind of icky. like an aggressive, <laughs> like weird thing. But like, yeah, they're they're con- they're they're consenting to each other. It's great. Um, but also like, um, yeah, the as a not conventionally attractive person, <laughs> um, I I like I think the song's really sweet and like. Um, also, just like Jay-Z kind of talking about, like, you know, people being racist, people being like, oh, like people being dismissive of him because of, like, the clothes he wears or, like, how he presents himself or all that stuff. But Beyonce is, not, is like, no, I, lo- I love it. I-, I think it's amazing. And not just that, yeah, not just I like, your person- <laughs> I like your personality and, you know, your style and whatever and, like, your looks. I think... I see beyond that, too, of like your loyalty and honesty and like your kindness, all that stuff. Like, that's really, really sweet. And like, um, just like, um, yeah, I, I, I also just like how like they're like, um, I love how like Beyonce does backup vocals during Jay-Z's verse, like how supportive she is. It's like I, I, I personally like it a little like I like it a little better that I, I think um, uh Crazy in Love is undeniably great, um, but I think this song is a better collaboration between the two. Yeah, it's clear in this song that she, um, like, despite people putting her on this pedestal and, like, calling her a queen and, like, that uh, she is this iconic figure that, like, everybody knows her name, like, knows who she is um, and has heard at least, like, a couple songs by her. Um, Like... And people kind of view Jay-Z as, like, not really being, like, quite as accomplished. And, like, um, like I personally, uh, aside from, like, Crazy in Love, like, I probably couldn't name a Jay-Z song that I know off the top of my head. Um, and <laughs> I think that that's kind of true for a lot of people. And so, like, a lot of people, um, like aside from just his looks, like, are just kind of like, well, like, what does she really see in him? Like, she is 
a little out of his league and a lot of people have kind of that mindset about it but it's so clear in this that like she doesn't like she is like wild about him and like yeah thinks that um they're like she views him as like on the same level as her yeah and uh, like regardless of what anybody else says and i think that that is so pure yeah i I also think i just love jay-z's rapping on these two songs too just like how like young and virile and like hungry he is and like how like again how unconventional the rhymes are and how like just like yeah i think they're really good they're like some of the they're very tongue twistery too. Like the, they must, they're like hard to like kind of pull off of like how the, the different like consonants and whatever. Like, I think it's really cool. Um, uh, what's a highlight for you? Um, actually the first one that I had on here was crazy in love. Uh, mm. I, that's probably like the only song that I had really heard from this album prior to um, like listening to the whole thing. <laughs> and like, it feels like a lot of the good qualities about it um, kind of go without saying because like everybody like I mean, not everybody, but like so many people have heard the song and it's like on so many different like top lists of like songs from that decade and um, songs for from the 21st century in general. And uh, yeah, it just but like. To go more into some of the specifics, like it's uh, really catchy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really feel like there's like a low point where it slumps or anything like that. The uh, like Jay-Z's contributions like are really good. I think he's utilized well. Um, It's got like this upbeat, like I kind of liked that like NPR described it as like almost reckless. Like I think that that works really well for it, Um, especially considering that like she's talking about being like crazy in love like i think that that just uh goes well with that quality to it um i think like it's very sharp crisp it doesn't go on too long um i actually like the way that the fade out is utilized and i don't like most songs that have a fade out in it like i think like this a is barber probably that one has a five-star review on yelp you like that, that fade <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, (laughs) this is like one of the few songs that does it well, though. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just feels like every layer to it, every piece of the song is like crucial Mm -hmm, to it. And mm -hmm. like uh, like even stuff that she improvised um, in it, like uh, the like whatever, like Anana thing that she does, like that's something that she kind of just like made up when recording it, I I think is what I read about yeah. it. And like, even that, like, it feels like the song wouldn't be quite the same without right, it. Right. And so like, she just has such a good, she and the people who helped her write it have like such a good sensibility um, to the way that they write. And yeah, the, I just have nothing but good things to say about it. it it's, Except for like, of course, using the term crazy colloquially, but yeah, whatever, I'll let it slide. Like the, the, it is like a great, introduction to beyonce as an artist just like it's like kicking the door open just like absolutely like another term that uh npr used to like describe it is like that opening like is so regal and like so such a perfectly fitting like introduction to beyonce it's like kind of like leading her in like this is 
the queen that you all know and love. <laughs> like the the first spoken words of her like solo career is like you ready and like you know like someone like the like an article yeah, is like we not ready. even close <laughs> just like uh the so like a little bit of trivia with the song too is um Beyonce is like listed as the producer of like most of these songs um but she doesn't like necessarily like make beats you know she's not that type of person but like she kind of just comes in she comes in with like melody ideas and she comes in with like she kind of goes to the producer and was like hey what if we did this uh 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 you know and stuff like that and she like will like improvise and make up stuff and like make up iconic melodies and then they'll they the producers will like help realize it so like that's it like her superstardom's like apparent like from like day one even with like destiny's child Absolutely, and like yeah. stuff like that um what's well, it yeah, yeah like even before she had her solo career she was largely viewed as like the, the, the one yeah. star of that and like the one that really shone out and like that would have such a successful solo career afterwards like like we weren't ready for like her i think but also like everybody kind of knew that she would go on to do great things at the same time yeah um, just a general highlight. I love anytime she, when like a final chorus of a song, you know, plays out, like she will like overlay her riffing on of on that, and like that to me is always transcendent. When she's like, just like we know the chorus so well, and then she's just like riffing on top of it in this like she's like. It's like really beautiful and transcendent. Um, she does it on like. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that it gets old. Like, I think yeah, there are a lot yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Um, artists that kind of do that in this like really played out way. Um, but it never feels that way with her music. Yeah. Um, so a, a highlight for me um, is. Uh, yes, I think is really great. Um Hell yeah, mm -hmm. that was one of my highlights too. Yeah, it's it's um I think the words it's song I, I think like the songwriting itself is great, not just like the lyrics, like the storytelling, but like how they sound together. Like the but when I say no, not tonight, you acted so ungratefully. The first time I said no, it's like I never said yes. Just like it's really like um those words sound so good together. Like, you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Like, um, just yeah, the way they're like constructed. Seamless. Yeah. You know, there's so many sexy songs on this album about like how she's like, you know, full of eggs or whatever. But like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I got, I got all these eggs. I need a, I need a, I need to deposit them somewhere, uh, you know, or whatever. Um, but like, um, <laughs> women <laughs> i know anatomy um <laughs> but like this is a song where um the sh she's like saying let let's hold off on this um because i actually care about you because i want it to be right and um him like acting like a little bitch when when she says like maybe like not right now like maybe let's kind of like wait things out a little more um 
is more indicative of how he views her. Like, you know, like if <laughs> there's a great Taylor Tomlinson joke, um, I saw that special the other day of just like, um, if there's nothing sexier than a guy who understands like boundaries and stuff like that. And it's just like, yeah, <laughs> I love that. So much. Just, it's like, uh, it, it's okay. We don't have to. Well, now, now we do. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So funny. Um, but like, that's kind of like the, um, yeah, like the fact that he doesn't understand that or respect that is like like being a little like, you know, passive aggressive and like all that stuff. She's like, uh, uh-uh, actually, yeah, like we can't be to like we can't be together. And like the idea of her. um First of all, that self-respect is like really amazing of just like the guy. I know the guy's <laughs> like, you know, I'll call you. I'll call you later. Like this will blow over. And she's like, uh, uh-uh, no, like it's, it's incredible. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Like I love the message of the song so much. And like, I love the way that she delivers it. Mm-hmm. Like it just uh, speaks to like you said, like her uh, kind of. um Self, what was the respect? Yeah, self respect. Self respect, yeah. Um, <laughs> I say it like I'm foreign with this concept. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, there's just like this uh, great, like, empowering strength in that, that like she's able to um, set her own boundaries and stuff. Like, she uh, she's recognizes that like she's able to su- say no regardless of what she said yes to before. Like they are all their own thing. And that like um, with him being a little bitch about it and like getting mad about her saying no, like, fuck, yeah, like show him the door. Mm -hmm. Like uh, don't let him back into your life. Don't let someone pressure you into doing things that you're not comfortable with. Like, I think that um, that like her own confidence and self-respect and strength, like shines through a lot and like I think that um that like that is a huge way that she's like influential and stuff because like in talking about her own personal experience that like a lot of people can relate to um especially women like she is kind of like empowering uh like younger people who listen to her music to like make the same decisions and like not let people like that um hold a place in their life mm-hmm. and like be willing to like be strong enough to say goodbye to somebody who's not going to respect your boundaries like that's so important yeah. and not to get into it like a little too much but like i like that like she um you know with like um songs are like very I think with some songs and TV shows that are like, you know, are very sex positive and like good in that way. And I think can sometime occasionally like go into territory of like shaming people who don't want to do that or who like don't aren't like sexually active and stuff like that. I think this is like I think she this song's like really and like I think this song's like really like cool about just her being like yeah this is my personal like choice in this scenario so i don't like and like yeah yeah you can be sex positive and not 
be sexually yeah, active all yeah. the time. Like, um, more power to you. Like, it's great if like both of those things do align and like you um, are like very uh, sexual and like out there and stuff. And you um, and then like you also are sex positive and stuff and like encourage other people. But like you don't have to like they're not mutually exclusive and um, you can uh, it's like I hate this stereotype that I hear a lot about like asexuals and stuff is like just that um, they're like prudes or something like that. And they um, like are just kind of like against other people's sexual actions. Uh, but like that's not the case. Like most asexuals that I have ever met in my life, which has been a lot because I'm also ace. Um, and so like I've kind of been a part of like communities and stuff like there are like most of them that I've met like are sex positive like a lot of them enjoy sex themselves a lot of the like it's, it's a spectrum a lot um can like uh be like really out there themselves and then a lot um like aren't so much and like might be repulsed to sex for themselves but still be um like okay with other people's choices and like uh still like supporting and um speaking up for people to not be like slut shamed and stuff like that and um yeah I do think that like that's something that uh Beyonce does really well is like not to go on that tangent about like asexuals and stuff no, it's just worry, like I that's yeah. specifically something that I hear about a lot um but yeah, I think that like Beyonce is really uh, good at like supporting both. Like it's OK if you want to have sex. It's OK if you don't. You don't have to um, really pick a side or something like that. Yeah. Put it, like, put a put a square peg through like a round people. hole or whatever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's That's not a um, sex joke either or. <laughs> My penis is square. Thank you. Like, <laughs> I, I, I got a, um, it got caught in like a Play-Doh thing and like it's square now. That's really sad, yeah. Andrew. Well, I support your rights as a square penis Thank man. Thank you. And I support the rights of anybody else's... Anybody any else in their genitals that are any round holers out there, you like know, anything. <laughs> but yeah, like also a year ago, I would never it, make that can, joke on air. <laughs> you know, that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, uh. I've like opened you up a lot too because you're just like I. I don't want to like swear. I don't want to like talk about like certain topics like myself. Like I don't want to talk about sex and stuff like that. And then just by me being a heathen and stuff, you're just like, eh, fine. Oh, boy. Um, any other highlights on this record before we like, you know. But now it's going towards a good cause. Swearity for charity. Swearity for charity. Um, any other highlights or like uh, low lights or um, straight observations before we kind of close off? Um, another highlight for me was uh, like Naughty Girl. I really liked um, like it's very unique from like a lot of the other stuff that she has on here but it's also like kind of 
um, unified, like it has enough similar elements that it does fit on the album well. Um, like, I think that the sample that she has in it is good. Like, I love that it's like kind of um, like it's a really good like pop R&B piece, but like it has a lot of understated elements that like um, and like in general on this album, like I think it's kind of cool that she uh, is OK with like whispering and like doing like kind of these soft vocals that like you don't really expect from her as much because most of her like songs that have gotten really big and that like everybody knows are these more anthemic things where she's like belting it out and stuff and like I think that um it's kind of cool to see like this side of her too yeah and um my only thought about this song is like imagine have imagine having this much sexual energy towards Jay-Z um (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) that was mean I'm so sorry (laughs) oh boy um that was mean but it was funny (laughs) oh me myself and I is really great um I like how it like she's like I like how it's like um it goes beyond just like a breakup song it like it like yeah it's like a message of self-love too. there's that but also like you know including like every including people who do feel that way or like have gone through something horrible like that she's like all the ladies like if you feel me help me sing it out like that's really like nice um um yeah i also like um one thing that's like you know a little off is like uh I know that I will never disappoint myself. <laughs> no, that's what I wrote. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Imagine loving yourself. What's that I don't like? Know. Um, Being confident, like what? <laughs> me and my not having depression, like me and my square Play-Doh peen. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um so let's uh let's uh conclude um and like just uh give our r- final thoughts and rings on this record oh, also the interlude gave me chills it was really good i liked it i i like, I, 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 I was like really sweet uh, like um i think the way that it was delivered was really good yes. but it's like a very basic concept but like it was and like for sh- as short as it is and stuff it was just really really like well delivered and sweet and stuff and like the um like beyond what i can say going into beyonce it was cool um yeah but yeah she pulled it off she pulled it off like in a way like i never could like your love goes beyond say love beyond (laughs) say just like this it would be really hacky coming is, from like anyone is else, my, is, but from her, it like works. Is my wink audible? <laughs> I'll uh, add like a little ding. like blink, blonk, blink, blonk. <laughs> um, yeah, let's go through the let's go. Let's give our final ratings. I love this record. I think it's really good. It really grew on me. I was kind of well, yeah. of the mind of just like, ah, oh, this is fine. The first time I listened to it. Um, it was kind of like what I was like expecting it to be, um, of just like, oh, great R&B songs. I like it. Um, but just like the, the beginning of her character. Funky, one of my faves. (laughs) The beginning of her like character. I think this is a great introduction to her, a great introduction to her character arc and why she's like 
special and meaningful to a lot of people. Um, yeah, I really do see the appeal. Um, she can she can sing. Uh, she she can write great songs and like um, um, all the hooks are like kind of stuck, kind of like lodged in my old nog of just like um, the just like there'll just like be like some lyrics or like a chorus or like, you know, uh, uh, instrumental passage that I'll just like remember every so often and be like, Oh, that's great. Um, uh, so yeah, I really, and I like how, like, as, you know, as disparate as the songs initially seemed, I think they actually tie together really nicely. Um, even though occasionally she'll just like, underline a point one too many times but um yeah just like little things here and there were a little weird i didn't like like the daddy stuff and like the um big boy second verse and like just like things here and there but i really loved it i thought i, I had a great time with it so i'm gonna get this um 9.5 rewinds Nice. Yeah. I forgot to fix something. Yeah, I did too. Like, so like, I hate myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> We've done this so many times. We keep forgetting how to do this every time. <laughs> anyway, uh, I um, really liked this album. I, I like just like you, I kind of uh, the first couple times listening to it, it kind of like washed over me. But then when I like started considering it more and like preparing for this I was like wait actually I don't dislike any of these like there are a few things that um don't 100% work uh like as well for the album that I'd like but overall it's just um really solid a lot of the like especially like a lot of the musical qualities like um are kind of like united and stuff like uh something that I really liked was how um the uh how Naughty Girl, like, um, kind of featured some of the same qualities as, like, Baby Boy. And so it kind of, like, uh, went into that, like, not quite seamlessly, but, like, very unified. Um, and, but yeah, I uh, think that, like, there are a lot of qualities that, like, really unified this album, like, especially musically. Um, like, a lot of the backing tracks just had... Um, some qualities that like I don't necessarily hear in this particular genre of music a lot, but um, I really liked and like thought that um, the, the songs went really well together. So um, and then like, of course, how we talked when we were talking about like themes of the record, like I didn't really realize immediately a lot of the stuff that um, is unified on that front. But uh she um this is clearly like a notable point in her career and like a lot of the stuff that she's talking about um shapes like and defines some of the future stuff that she brings up and i think that it just works really well so uh i'm going to give this album um <laughs> 9 out of 10 Two-Faced Geminis, because, yeah, I'm still fucking mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that was great. Um, thank you so much, uh, Ezra. Um, and now we're going to get into our... <gasps> I didn't mean to listen to that. 
And I did. Playlist. Okay, so. Playlist. <laughs> I don't know. Usually <laughs> say it slower. <laughs> I might have to pick up my dad, so, like, that's why. <laughs> like, uh, oh. So, like, um, no, don't worry. Um, so, um, uh, I'll go first this week, this this first episode. So, like, Luther Vandross has, like, a, uh, you know, has a feature on this record. Um, so I'm going to choose a song that name drops him. Uh, Slow Jams by Kanye West, Jamie Foxx, and Twista. Click. Kanye is, is Fox, man. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know, I, I was talking to the girls, you know, and, and they, they, we, we don't put enough emphasis on the ladies sometimes. You know, I was talking to this girl, she was talking about the music all fast in the club. You know, she got to drink water because she's thirsty. She done danced like 9,200 songs back to back, but ain't nobody, you know, really f- try to find out what she feeling, like how she feel. You know, you know, you know what she told me? Are you going she, she told me, t- check it out, this is what she said. She said, oh, 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 oh. She says, she's on some Marvin Gaye, some Luke the brand draws a little Anita will definitely set this body on fire. Yeah, good song. Um, I love it. It's like, it's like, um, I, this is from Kanye's debut record, so that's another reason why I picked it. Um, his like first record, like, and you're like, oh, he, immediately he's a star. Immediately he's like, a, you know, and like he's just so soulful and he's just like, uh, the, the thing about Kanye that like I feel like, people don't give him enough credit for is um how generous he is as a producer like he's barely on this song he has like one verse and then he's like here my friends can do a better job you know singing and like my (laughs) friends can do a better job like there's like a little bit where like the the girl's like i want you to go faster kanye he's like dang i can't go that fast but i know someone who can and then twista comes in with this insanely fast crazy verse um and i love the relationship between the 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 sample the female singer and like jamie fox and how like they're kind of like um just with the sexy sexy hook um and it's just like a lot of fun and like just like uh kanye's verse is really funny too um kanye says like um the one line that he knew he was going to be a big star was the line she got a light-skinned girl look like michael jackson got a dark-skinned friend look like michael jackson like kind of funny (laughs) like he was like yeah that's the one where like i know i'm gonna be a big star so like that's that's my pick for this week nice Mm -hmm. um so I am going to go with um, Pussy Fairy by <laughs> Janae Aiko. Click. Oh, I love Janae. Like, she's, cool. she's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I chose this just because I feel like um, it's, for one thing, sounds very good. Um, and she has an album coming out literally tomorrow oh, nice. <laughs> as of recording this in 2012. Um, no, in 2020, uh, she has an album coming out tomorrow. And like, um, so listen to it. It'll probably be great. Um, and she, but like, she also... Uh, I feel like a lot of the music that uh, like a lot of the pop 
R&B, hip hop stuff that came out um, like around the time that Dangerously in Love did um, kind of like influenced artists like Janae. Like, (laughs) I think that they um, like kind of uh, led to like where those genres are more now, like where they can branch off and like be alternative. It's like she kind of has this sound that's like um very similar to them but it's got uh like more of a like 2020 kind of like modern spin on it and uh i just think that's really neat so yeah all right so let's get into our closing sentence like um you can find uh the podcast on um you can find the podcast website at ibmltt.com. You can find the, you could email us at. Please check it out. I feel like nobody ever looks at it. <laughs> you can email us at I've been meaning to listen to that uh, at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at um, ibmltt. And wait, ibmtltt. Sorry, my bad. And, um, um and uh follow me at andrew a lee on instagram i don't really use twitter very much but you know i have a few followers on twitter um and follow ezra ezra at ezra dot indigo on instagram on instagram Instagram. not twitter three sorry (laughs) (laughs) three two one Jay-Z. Jay-Z. More, More like, like lazy. lazy. Again. Again. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a good day. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Tune in to the episode that you can listen to right after this. Bye. Click. Yeah.